Amen. Next week you want to come, we have a very special speaker that is speaking for us. Sister Leah Lee will be speaking to all the ladies. Amen. We're going to be celebrating Mother's Day. Amen. So you want to, you know, invite a friend, a guest, you know, again, we are so blessed. Amen. Turn to somebody and say, we are so blessed. Amen. You know, I had a, we are really blessed to be living in this country. We are really blessed as the people of God. Amen. You know, again, uh, you know, the scripture says this in John chapter 3 verse 30. It says, he must increase, but I must decrease. You know, it's not a suggestion. He must increase, but I must decrease. I'm going to be talking to you about something that, you know, uh, if you can give me just 30 minutes of your attention. I know some of you are tempted to go book to a restaurant, you know, and stuff. Can you put your phones one side? Because I think that the Lord has given a specific word you know, and, and, and if you be good today, I'll let you out 30 minutes. Amen. If not, I will go on two hours. Amen. <laughs> you know, don't worry, I'm hungry today and I'm not feeling well. So, you know, I think that, I, I hope you understand that in our, what we are trying to create in our worship exper- experiences, he must increase. You see, if he doesn't increase, what would happen is that we will begin to make idols ourselves. I'm going to prove that to you. You know, I'm going to entitle my message today, The Rise of Counterfeit Idols in Our Modern Society. Amen. Okay. Exodus chapter 20, verse 2 to verse 6. Exodus chapter 20, verse 2 to verse 6. It goes like this. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the home house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a calf image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of our fathers upon the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandment. First John. Chapter 5, verse 21. Little children, keep yourself from idols. Amen. When you, most people think of the word idols, they think of a calf image, a literal statue. But I'm here to tell you that, you know, an idol is more than just a little statue. You know, and some of you who are the, the modern uh, the younger people, when you think of the idol, you think of American Idol. Amen. I want to talk to you about idols in our life. Amen. You know, again, when we talk about idol, it may not be a physical statue, but it may be an ideology. 
It may be the things that we believe in. And it's time for me to call them out as it, as it is. Amen. Okay, everybody say praise the Lord. Can you pray together with me? Father, in the name of Jesus, help us. Lead us, guide us, Lord. Again, Lord, I pray, God, that you give us ears to hear. Lord, for the next few minutes, God, Lord, your word is already anointed. So, Father, I pray right now. Lord, right now, help us call those things as it is. Father, have your way right now in Jesus' name. And all God's people say, Amen. You may be seated. You know, traditional idols still occurs in many places around the world. But there is also another idol. It's called an internal idol within our hearts. Ezekiel chapter 14 verse 3 tells us, These men have set up their idols in their hearts. Wow. You know, again, when you think about idols, you know, I, I just want to say this. It's not just a calf image. It may be something imagined. It may be an ideology. It may be stuff that, that is even invisible. And I'm here to tell you that anything can be an idol. Everybody say amen. <laughs> anything can be an idol. Okay? We all know that First Commandment warned us, amen, that, you know, we shall have no other gods, amen. And I, and I realize that, that when I think about idol, you know, uh, the thing that strikes me the most is that idols are normally good things. Hello? Everybody say praise the Lord. Idols are good things, you know, like for instance, you know, uh, uh, I was repenting this week because, you know, uh, I was praying, you know, most of my majority of my time praying for my children, you know, I pray that God would reveal himself to them. And, you know, I start praying, you know, I start praying and I start praying and then, and then I get so emotional about it. Uh, you know, it's one thing to be a father, but it's also another thing to be a pastor. You know, uh, you feel the responsibility for your children. I cannot force them to serve God, but nevertheless, I want to create an atmosphere that I will be an image, you know, of an example, you know, and it's, it's tough sometimes, amen. And I was praying, and then God hit me so hard, says that, hey, will you stop worshipping your family? I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, what? What do you say, Lord? <laughs> yeah. Will you stop worshipping your kids? Will you stop worshipping your wife? I was like, huh? I, I'm not worshipping them, but, but you are so emotional about it and, and, and you feel this responsibility. Only I as your God can be taking care of them. You, have, you are limited. Wow. <laughs> yeah, everybody say good things. It, it may be things like, like you know, uh, your career. It may be things like your hobby. It may be things that, that just suck away your time and you don't even realize it. That's why it is hard to detect this idol because it's within our hearts. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Come on, everybody say praise God. You know, again, we, think, we typically think that idols are bad things. But that is almost never the case. 
The greater the good, the more likely you are expect that it can satisfy your deepest needs and hopes. Anything can be an idol. I mean, I, I, I don't blame you. You know, when I think about my children, when they were growing up, they are so cute that my life is all about them. Come on, everybody say amen. Come on, uh, are you all with me? Or oh, 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 maybe you are in a courtship, amen. And you keep on looking at that person as your idol. You idolize them because guess what? I'm going to tell you something. We human beings are very, very, we are idol-making organism. We were made to worship something. And if we do not direct our worship into this service, that's why don't, don't, you never underestimate the praise and worship that is felt in this place because you are trying to say He must increase so that, but everybody say, but I must decrease. God never intended you to be deifying anything except Him. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. And I agree with you. This is a very tough concept. This is a very foreign concept for most of us because the greater must show up. But when the greater don't show up, guess who's going to become the greater? Me. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. That's why some of these disciplines that we are talking about, you know, uh, it's not about you. You are a piece of the puzzle, but you are not the entire puzzle. Are you with me here? Come on, wave your hand, everybody. Say praise the Lord. Uh, we were never, you know, created to, 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 to just become our own idols. The human heart. Let me say this again. The human heart is an idol factory. If we don't tell it who to worship, it will manufacture something. I'll show you Romans chapter 1, verse 21, okay? All the way to 32. Very familiar passage of Scripture and we're going to break this down because although they knew God, although they knew God, these are not people who don't know God. Although they knew God, they knew the Savior, they knew He is the great I Am. Many of you have been into Bible studies. You know who Jesus is. But notice this. They did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful, but become fertile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible men and birds and four-footed animals, creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness in the last of their hearts to dishonor the bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, for this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. For even their woman exchanged the natural use of what is against nature. Likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of 
of the woman burn in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful, receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to debased mind, to those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit. Evil-mindedness, they are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedience to parent, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve those who practice them. Wow. What was their crime? Very simply thing. They did not glorify God. Wow. They did not glorify God. These are the, if I can say, degeneration or, or, or if I, uh, that's another word. What's the right word I want to use? Uh, when you allow these things in, your culture will begin to change. And it's not improving. Amen. Everybody say praise God. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about you. That's why, you know, it all begins with your walk with Him. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. <laughs> You know, I just realized this. I was just talking to some parents. If you don't think that uh, God is important, other things will take over. You will set your agenda around what is important. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. You've you got to be very careful, you know. I mean, if you don't have a walk with God, don't expect your children to have a walk with God. Uh, everybody say amen. Come on, everybody say amen. <laughs> if you don't make God your priority, guess what? Everything will be shifted. Amen. Let me give you an example. Uh, you know, I believe that all the activities in Tabernacle of Joy is aimed to do one thing, to help someone grow in the Lord, to not make them idolize themselves because when a somebody deify their own needs, guess what happens? they become very miserable. A self-centered person is a miserable person. So most of our activities are designed in such a way that has got no big element of me. Didn't the Bible say, deny yourself? Come on. Everybody say, Amen. Because what we are trying to achieve, that, that's why there are some people that come, oh, what does your church offer me? Do they offer this program? Do they offer... Uh, you know what? If you don't know God, that's fine, okay? We want to help you in your journey to know God. But sooner or later, you know, uh, we expect that you grow up. 
Thank you for the overwhelming response. Come on, everybody say amen. Wave your hand at me. Everybody say praise the Lord. You know, the whole idea is this. In a family, if my child is selfish, guess what would happen? Everybody will be miserable. They will always say, mine. How many of you have heard your children say, mine? Come on, uh, uh, I don't feel like it. Uh, I don't care whether you feel like it or not. It's the right thing to do. I don't feel like going to school. I don't care whether you feel like going to school. It's the right thing to do. I don't like mathematics. Guess what? I also don't like. Come on, everybody say amen. You know, oh, 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 dad, you know, I put a video up. You guys should go to my Instagram. You need to look at some. I say, it's okay that your children be bored. I'd rather them be bored than build do screen time. Do you know it's proven that when you have a lot of screen time, amen, you start to not able to learn how to socialize. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. You know, I don't get it. You know, they need to learn how to manage their disappointment. If they don't know how to manage their disappointment, then in the future, it will look like devastating to them. Amen. You need to start to learn to say no. Amen. I, I still remember when my son comes and says, Dad, I'm bored. See the wall there? Go bang yourself on the wall. Amen. He said, uh-huh. Dad, you're so mean. Yeah, you go figure it out. You, not everything is always about fun. Uh, otherwise, we'll be so guilty of them uh, making themselves the, 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 the agenda of life. Everything must suit me. Amen. I don't know whether, you know, nowadays everybody likes to self-diagnose. Some people, they say that, oh, this person has ADD, this person has ADHD. I say, have you properly diagnosed? I, 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 I don't know. I think so. I, could it be? It's because that, 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 that nobody ever stopped that person and say, stop it! <laughs> Come on, everybody say, praise God. You're, you're getting quiet on me. Amen. Again, you know, in this, this whole uh, 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 scripture, it is very important that, 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 that we understand that when the Apostle Paul, he was addressing to a culture that, that, that have, have, have idol worship. Amen. And, and, and he was trying to talk about the righteousness of God. Amen. You know, uh, talking about that righteousness come in our faith in Christ Jesus. Everybody say Amen. Again, you know, and, and if, if we don't put Him as our object of our worship, guess what happened? That our thoughts will become empty, vain, and their hearts will darken, clouded with ignorance. They don't see the importance. Folks, let me say one thing. If reading the Bible is not important, I won't ask you to do it. Who get the... Listen... Why? What did you do? You're so busy already. Come on, everybody say amen. You are so busy. Some of you are grandparents. Some of you are parents. Some of you are, are doing all kinds of things. Why would pastor want to? I got things to earn. I mean, God will never ask me to line up all the saints and say, oh, I, I read my Bible 265 days. Great job, pastor. Well done. You can read all the Bible you want, but let me say this, if you don't apply it, you are useless. 
Amen. Come on, everybody say amen. You know, the whole idea behind reading the Word of God, I will tell you one thing. It will enrich your experience in worship with God. Amen. You know, some people were just showing me, oh, pastor, this is how you do your iPhone. This is how you do this. This is how you do this. You know, if you go to TikTok, some of you are very familiar with TikTok, they have a lot of hacks. Eh? I didn't even know Excel spreadsheet got so many hacks. Eh? My goodness, I can, wow, you know, I know some of you are using Canvas, you know, the, 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 the software that is doing graphics, and now you can have a lot of hacks in it. Eh? You know, and, and I'm here to tell you there are many hacks about life if you take time to read the Word of God. Amen. It, it, it will help you have better thought processes. It will help you understand that you are not the entire picture. And these 66 love letters, I see it's love letters is trying, God is trying to reach you. God is trying to set you free from you. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. You know, God made it a way for us to have the Word of God. You know, and, and, and we need to understand this, that, that, that His Word, my, His thoughts must become my thoughts in order to be blessed. Amen. Everybody say praise God. And then, you know what, uh, 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 the, 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 and the, uh, the scripture goes on to talk about this group of people who knew, no God, who knew God, but they did not glorify Him. Guess what happened? They professed to be wise, but they become fools. This, they, they claim wisdom. These individuals became foolish in their own reasoning. Oh, amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, some people are so smart, Brother Chris. They know how to make money. Amen. They are so amazingly smart. They know how to make that dollar, that cryptocurrency. No, don't talk about cryptocurrency now. It's bad time now. <laughs> you know, but, but whatever money, they are so wise. They can even end up, you know, like, you know, making money work for them. I mean, I, I, I'm not against wealth. But, but, my question to you is, what does that translate into your relationship with God? Everybody say, praise God. You may be so rich here, but you have nothing inside because if you have nothing on the inside, you make the God of money in your heart because God never intended for us to continue to be on empty. Let me, let, let me give you an example. You know, I'm an atheist before. I didn't grow up in this. And I know that I love to be loved. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Isn't love, falling in love, a beautiful thing? Hello? Yeah, I thought we got more married people than this. <laughs> Come on, wait up. Amen. Falling in love, powerful, right? Amen. <laughs> Brother, you need to look more excited. Amen. Blow, Amen. Falling in love, amen. Wow, <laughs> score point. I mean, love is a powerful feeling. Come on, Sam, say amen. amen, amen. Oh, praise God. I think we all must have a marriage seminar. I think our men are really very this. But, but falling in love is magical. Everybody say magical. I mean, like, I look at you, you look at me, you know? That's why we just sit together, right? And then they all look at each other talking. You can feel shocked, right? 
You know, you know yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, uh, 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 I think it was the psalmist that says that it's, a, it's the most fascinating thing to see two, two persons falling in love. is incredible. Everybody say amen. And then if we are not careful and we've done it many times before, we idolize that person. Amen. Oh, hello. Last time we no handphone. Eh? Last time I have this cord. Eh? I carry the cord extension into my room. <laughs> Y'all remember last time no wireless phone. Eh? Hello. Y'all remember? Come on, all those that are my time. No wireless phone, no handphone, got pager, but got pager, got code one. One, two, three means I love you. <laughs> Amen. Uh, <laughs> And, and we got to bring the phone in. Talk so long. Don't know what we're talking. I also don't know. Now, now after Mary put us, don't know what to talk to you about. Eh? But when we were in courting, wow, it's magical. Amen. And, and, and because it's so good that we can idolize that person. How many of you want, want to know how to stop this thing that you feel that is good to becoming an idol? How many of you want to do? I mean, you know what? God wants us to enjoy this courtship. Amen. Come on, wave your hand, say praise the Lord. God wants you to enjoy eating the food. Come on. I'm not, I'm not denying you of the joy and, and the experience that you are feeling. But however, the scriptures go on to tell us every good gift comes from above. So you know what we do? Thank you, Lord, for... Holding my grandbaby, A.V. Amen. I, I'd like to play. And then uh, she start to laugh. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> you know, it, it's such a wonderful feeling. Okay. But then I have to stop for a moment and say, God, I thank you for the ability to feel this. I thank you for the ability to enjoy relationships. It was your grand plan for me to understand this. It was your grand plan for me to know who, who, who came up with the idea of love. God is love. And, and, and instead of deifying that good thing, I, I give it back to God. Amen. You hear what I'm saying? I give it. I thank you for my marriage with my wife. It's amazing. Amen. But, 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 but at the same time, guess who was the idea behind marriages? God. Come on, we, we, we don't fail to forget to give Him back the glory. Every good gift comes from above. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, Amen. If it's a good thing, we need to stop for a moment. And, and wow, like for instance, uh, 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 when, when, when we go eat chakwe tiao, wow, soap man, soap man. It's a good thing? Amen. Everybody says a good thing. Say amen. You know, uh, uh, my son was just telling me that he was in Lao Pasa. He said, wow, the Lao Pasa, the Chakwetel, so nice. I mean, everybody says it's a good thing. Come on, everybody says it's a good thing. But pause for a moment and say, God, thank you for taste bud. That I can taste this because you know what? You give him back the glory. The problem is when we don't give God back the glory, then we become deifying that thing, that good thing. Like for instance, I thank God for this woman. Amen. Oh, she takes care of me. Like she was going for music practice. I thought, I yeah, so late already, she won't buy yakun for me, right? And then she said, Tim, your yakun on the table. 
Wow, I slide down there. Wow, that's my lady. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then when I walk out, wow, it's inside this, this flask that I have from the States. It's called burnout. You know, this flask is amazing. This flask is amazing because you put anything hot inside. Within two seconds, it becomes room temperature. Singapore don't have, uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, they should pay me for advertisement. Burnout, send me royalties for my church. <laughs> uh, uh, but anyway, you know, I was drinking the coffee and then I thank God, for, I thank God for a lovely wife. Because God knew exactly who I need in my life. And He gave me queer. Everybody say praise God. You see, that's how you stop for a woman. Every good thing, the Bible says every good thing. I mean, to be able to experience motherhood, wow, that's a good thing. Amen. It's a good thing to have someone next to me in the morning and I look at her, I say, wow, that's my wife. It's a good thing. Everybody say amen. I mean, if, if, if we take a moment to start glorifying God in the little things, thank God for my job. I know it's tough, but I still thank God. At least I got my paycheck. Amen. It's a good thing. Amen. We, we, we start to, to, to link it back. Everybody say, link it back to God. Amen. Oh, you get your paycheck. It's a good thing. 90% I get to keep, 10% I give to God. To remind me, every good gift comes from above. Am I making sense? Because when I remind myself at the end of the day, who made me enjoy this? I go back to Him. Amen. Otherwise, what would happen? <laughs> if we fail to give the glory back to God, we will become defying that individual. I didn't say it. The Scripture says it. That's why we say grace. I know the Bible says, some of you are looking at me. Uh, the Bible never ever says grace. I, I, let me tell you something. We always pray, God, thank you for the food. Thank you for the hands that make the food. Then why don't we even talk about God, thank you that I can partake the food. That I can just go in, you know, eat, you know, and digest the food, come out as energy and those ways. Just, it's a miracle. Everybody say Amen. You know, it's really a miracle for us to be able to digest food and absorb food. Self-sustainable. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, again, if we don't glorify Him, we will exchange the truth of God for the lie. Amen. Everybody say praise God. So what is an idol? I mean, if I want to recognize what an idol is, I need to know first of all that if I fail to glorify God, there's a tendency within me to make the thing that I think that is good for me an idol. So what is an idol? You all ready? It is anything more important to us than God. Anything that absorbs our heart and imagination more than God. Idols capture our imagination and we can locate them by looking at our daydreaming. Amen. Some people always daydream. 
about things should be better. They look at their husband and they say, oh, yeah, I wish my husband would do this. I wish my daydream. They, 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 they may be an idol that is not real. But you have created craft in your own imagination. And, and, and a lot of times, right, people with traumatic childhood form idols in the perfect family. And then after that, they try to create this perfect family which is not achievable. Eh? Because it becomes an idol. And your whole world becomes, you know, it's, it's okay. Everybody say, it's okay to be disappointed. But, but when, when somebody has an idol, I tell you what the, it will look like, right? They become devastated. Amen. Your whole world just, just, just collapse. Let me ask you this question. What do you enjoy imagining? <laughs> oh, that's good. What do you enjoy imagining? What is your fondest dream? What do you like to dream about? Bahamas. Sea. No need to work. I catch fish on the seashore. There is a fountain of water until the tornado comes, the tsunami comes. <laughs> Everybody say praise God. We all have, 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 have imaginary things that we sometimes daydream about. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. We daydream that, that one day, you know, our loved ones become wow, so nice, so serve us. We have this daydreaming. We're like, ah. Uh, until somebody just say, hey, wake up lah! <laughs> you know, someone say this, you know, uh, marriage, you know, uh, a wedding, right? You know, you have all these dreams about the future, but marriage will wake you up. <laughs> Amen. It becomes a nightmare. <laughs> you know, ah! You know, again, there are times that, that we send an idol, you know, and, 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 and it's unrealistic. And this idol can be personal idols. This can, this can be cultural idols that we have to be very careful about. Everybody say, Amen. And, and again, that brings me back to this whole idea in the 21st century, especially in this culture that we live in, express individualism drives our culture. Just look at the YouTube. The YouTube says what? You know how many of you know YouTube? The YouTube slogan is, Broadcast Yourself. Amen. Uh, and this is the idea we find our ultimate meaning only when we have to express our own feelings and our desire. We are taught to be most authentically ourselves when we perform outwardly what we are feeling inwardly. Amen. I feel like a woman. I feel... I feel this, I feel that. Feelings come and go. You can never trust feelings. Come on, everybody say amen. I'll tell you what, there are days that I feel like I'm not in love. Come on. You, you, come on, not your head lay, don't act lay. Come on, everybody say amen. I feel like I'm not in love. And sometimes the reason why you're feeling that way is because you're tired. But that doesn't mean that you throw this whole idea of marriage away. You're just tired. Just go sleep. I mean, I don't blame you. you your, 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 your husband look at you or maybe your loved one look at you. <laughs> Shall we have intimacy tonight? I'm so tired. You don't talk about it. I don't feel no mood. Ah. 
Come on, everybody say amen. And that's fine. That's life. You know, again, we, 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 in this, this whole concept, and, and again, there are times when I, I, I want to caution people in their small group, everybody thought about their feelings, but have you ever thought that your feelings may be crazy? You don't just share your feelings because your feelings are crazy. And uh, the Bible says in the books of Proverbs, a fool utters his mind. Oh, nowadays, right, you, you, YouTube or, or, or what, uh, TikTok, uh, 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 Facebook, uh, what else? Uh, Twitter, uh, what else? Come on, help me. That's it. Uh. Huh? I, I, old man, I don't know. Come on, help me. What? No, la, WhatsApp is not la, social media. Uh, Snapchat. Wow, people talk, complain about their parents eh. I don't know why I was born for. I don't know whether you love me. You let the whole world know your rubbish ah. Hello? Hello? You don't do that. Because you cannot trust your feelings. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. That's exactly what Christ calls His disciples to do, to deny yourself. Amen. Trying to tell you that in order for us to be like and the salt of this earth, not everything that you feel is correct. Just do what's right. Amen. Because if you feel that, that, that you want, you know, oh, the, day, the very instant that I feel that I'm not in love, guess what I tell my wife? You know what? You better shape up. Otherwise, oh, this relationship on the rock, Come on. You know what? There are days that I don't feel like going to a prayer meeting. There are days that I don't feel like going to church. There are days that I don't feel like I don't want, to have, want to take care of my children. There are days that, that I don't even want to work. There are days that, that, that I want to kill somebody. Well, you're like angels, yeah? Come on. I mean, there are days like, you know, the counseling sessions. Here we go again. Lord, help us. Amen. And they call it, you know what? You owe it to yourself to be true. Huh? Huh? Yeah, I want to be true. I feel like a border collie today. Woo! <laughs> Literally, like, they have people that have, uh, you know, uh, uh, after this crazy thing, you know, now also animals, okay, and, and, and we cannot stop them from calling themselves a feline. You know what a feline is, cat? I mean, i like, wow, I say this, my goodness. Lord, help us. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise God. You know, again, you know, it, that, there's, there's such a switch from self-centeredness. And self-centeredness carry a whole bunch of idols. Amen. You say, Pastor, you know, wait, wait a minute. Hang on, hang on. I, I think I want us to be very careful here. I think it's only right to put this in the right balance. Self-care and self-centeredness are two different things. Let me say that again. Self-care and self-centeredness are two different things. Self-care is being a good steward of your body. Amen. That you know your strengths, you know your emotions, you know what you're capable of. You know some people are green. That's why we have green, we get orange, you have blue. Some people don't even know what they are. They are purple or whatever. They come out with their own definition. 
but, but at least they got a hold of who they are. And, you know, and, and, and they have to manage themselves well enough. Amen. That's called stewardship. Everybody say amen. Stewardship of getting fit, you know, so that you can serve in the log department, logistic department. If you cannot lift up anything, you come down, you <sighs> punctured already. You know, you, 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 you take care of your body. You take care of your mental state. You sleep. Sleep is crucial. Sleep is not rest. Sleep is crucial for mental health. L- let me say this to young people again. Take your iPhone, put it somewhere else and sleep. The demons you fight will suddenly disappear. The, 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 the depression that you deal with will disappear. Amen. Everybody say praise God. How many of you can I, can I show by the hands of hand? Everything, ding, 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 you pick up the phone and look. And then when you take up the look right, it disrupts your sleep. And you start from zero one again. And then you're wondering, oh, today I don't feel like, uh, today I don't feel like, uh, uh, I'm listening to voices of condemnation and stuff. Listen, hear me out now. Your children below 12 years old, you never give them a phone. If you will ever buy a phone for them, you tell them this is unleashed. I lease you. In fact, some of the, the, the kids that I know of, you know, they are 18 years old, but they behave like a 12-year-old. How, how many of you have met that kind of people before? Like, oh my goodness, you're not emotionally connected. Not there. You know, it depends. Uh, but, but please, teach them how to self-care. Self-care is the act of taking care of oneself physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. It involves nurturing one's well-being, ensuring a balanced and healthy lifestyle. The Bible encourages self-care, emphasizing the importance of treating your bodies as a sacred temple, loving ourselves as we love others. Everybody say, Amen. Okay, I'm not talking about self-care. We ought to take care of ourselves. We ought to eat proper diet. We ought to drink lots of fluid. We ought to control our breathing techniques because our breathing techniques help us deal with stress. We got to go exercise. Amen. Go exercise. Ladies, go exercise. Men, go exercise. Go play that football. You know, run after a ball. I know exercise is boring, but just go chase after a ball. We will all run. You're not feet also will go. Don't ask me why. Roll a ball, the men go like that. It get you going. Do whatever it takes. That's what self-care is all about. And the Bible talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. Mark chapter 12, verse 31. Amen. And also self Care, recognize that we have the ability to destroy ourselves. Amen. Look, we all recognize this. Eh? That's why I cannot let self-centeredness control me because self-centeredness can destroy relationships. Amen. So when I self-care, I look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. Hello? Don't just talk about the good part. I have an ugly part too. Amen. I, I, I know my wife tell me something, you know, like, like, like my kids know this. Uh, if I'm grouchy, right, the first question is, Dad, have you had your coffee? 
I said, uh, no. That bad. I had first question, I said, wow, that bad. You know, I was like, ah, yeah. Okay, so we have to be very careful that we, we practice self-care. Amen. However, in contrast, self-centeredness, self-centeredness is the act of prioritizing one's own interests and desire above others. It often involves selfishness and the lack of empathy. The Bible warns against self-centeredness and encourages believers to show compassion and humility. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Amen. This verse teach us to avoid acting out selfish ambition and instead prioritize the well-being of others. It encourages humility, empathy towards others as opposed to self-centeredness. Amen. Everybody got it? Amen. There's a difference between self-centered and there's a difference between self-care. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. So when we think about this self-centeredness, I'm going to talk about self-idolatry. Self-idolatry, simply put it, is the exercise of admiration, love, of worship of oneself. This can be manifest in various ways such as narcissism, pride, and obsession with personal achievements, status, or appearance. When we place ourselves at the centre of the universe and become the ultimate focus of our lives, we commit the sin of self-idolatry. So why is self-idolatry harmful? I got 13 points and I go quickly. Okay? Amen. Why is self-idolatry? First of all, spiritual decline. By placing oneself above God, we risk distancing ourselves from Him and stifling our, stifling our spiritual growth. This can lead to a weakening of our faith and decreased ability to discern God's will for our lives. Because it's all about you, ma. You know, it's, it's the first thing is that, what did God think about? No, he said, does this benefit me? Does this benefit me? You cannot always have this thinking, does this benefit me? Amen. Call itself idolatry. Number two, distorted self-image. When we idolize ourselves, we may develop in an inflated sense of self-importance leading to a distorted self-image. This can make it difficult to recognize our own flaws, areas in need of improvement, preventing personal growth and development. Distorted image. No, everybody is wrong except me. Then, number three, broken relationship. Self-idolatry can cause us to focus solely on our own needs, desire, leading to the lack of empathy and understanding of others. This self-centeredness can strain relationships with friends, family, loved ones, causing isolation and disconnection. Number four, pride and arrogance. Self-idolatry often gives birth to pride, arrogance, making it difficult for us to accept constructive criticism, admit our mistakes or learn from others. This can hinder our growth and limit our potential. Number five, vulnerability to temptation. Everybody say, praise God. Are you all with me? You know, I'm teaching here, okay? Okay, you all, you all don't sleep on me. Eh? 
Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to tell you when you become self-exalt, you call it, this is what things have happened. When you idolize ourselves, we, we become more susceptible to temptation and sin as we focus on our own desired needs and we may more likely to justify sinful behavior, rationalizing that our own happiness and satisfaction come first. Number six, everybody say, praise God. Are you all with me? Wave your hand. Where am I now? Praise God. Loss of gratitude. By idolizing ourselves, we may begin to view our achievement, talents, blessings solely the result of our own efforts rather than the gifts of God. This can lead to a lack of gratitude and diminished sense of awe and wonder at the blessings God has bestowed upon us. Number seven, inability to cope with failures. When our self-worth is tied to our achievement and status, we may struggle to cope with failure or setbacks. This can lead to feelings of inadequacy, depression, as well as decreased ability to bounce back and persevere in the face of adversity. Number eight, all these are good lessons for parenting. Eh? You, you all know that, right? That's why we do not want to make our homes a temple of your children. Amen. After all, God never called us to have, you know, a, a, a group of, you know, people, you know, I, 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 our home is supposed to be a place that is realistic and, and, and it's, it's, it's a place where we make disciples. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Okay, number nine, uh, where am I? Number, number eight, sorry, number eight. Neglect of utter important aspects of life. We, when we focus on ourselves to the exclusion of everything else, we may neglect other important aspects of life such as health, relationships and responsibility. This imbalance can lead to burnout or dissatisfaction in multiple areas of life. Number nine, misplaced priorities. When we idolize ourselves, we may lose sight of the value and the principles that truly matter in life. This can be misplaced priorities as we focus on superficial fleeing achievements rather than fostering fostering qualities such as kindness, humility, and integrity. Number 10, lack of fulfillment. Despite the achievement accolades that may come with self-idolatry, it often leads to a deep sense of emptiness, lack of fulfillment. True happiness and contentment comes from strong connection with God, a life of purpose and meaning which is difficult to achieve when we place ourselves at the center of our lives. Number 11, are you are still following or not? Oh, oh, oh you all lost me. All these are really very good things that you need to consider. Disconnection from the church community as self-authority takes root. We, we may find ourselves distancing from church community and spiritual fellowship. This disconnection can leave us feeling isolated and unsupported in our spiritual journey, making it harder to stay strong in our faith. Amen. Number 12, hindered witness. As Christians, we are called to be witnesses for Christ, sharing His love message with the world. However, self-idolatry can hinder our ability to effectively witness to others as our self-centeredness may overshadow the message of God's grace and love. Everybody say, praise God. Are you still with me? Amen. Wave your hand at me. Everybody say, praise God. Okay, not sleeping, right? You see, again, you got to be very careful. And 13, increased anxiety and mental health issues. Self-authority can significantly contribute to the development of aggravation, anxiety, and mental health issues. When we place excessive importance on our own achievements, status, and appearance, we may in, in, 
evidently create unrealistic expectation for ourselves. These expectations can lead to constant worry, anxiety, as we strive to maintain the image of a perfection that we have created. Amen. Everybody say, praise God. Okay, I'm trying my best to help you understand what self-centeredness is really all about. Okay, I, 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 I want you to follow along with me as I quickly go along these few stages of self-centeredness. Okay, I, 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 are you all with me? Okay, so when you, I, I, I say this again, self is a bundle of idols. Leh. Okay, so what do I mean by this? Okay, let's begin with stage one, initial signs of self-centeredness. You become what? Self-exalt, preoccupied with personal thoughts, feelings and desires. You're just so preoccupied with it. And then after that, lead to self-important. Inflated sense of self-worth and superiority. Then, wow, here comes the one that, 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 that is crazy. It's called self-deception. It's the act of convincing oneself to believe in a falsehood, a distorted version of truth, or to ignore the truth altogether, often as a means to protecting oneself from uncomfortable realities of maintaining a certain self-image. Wow. Self-deception comes in. Then next, stage two, escalation of self-centered behavior. Then they begin self-seeking, prioritizing personal interests above others. Uh, self-seeking, pursuing personal gain and satisfaction regardless of consequences. And then self-reliant, overly depending on personal, personal abilities and resources, neglecting the importance of community. Then stage three. Okay, everybody say praise God. Are you still with me? This is all good, leh. but I only got a short time to help you all to understand this. Then, then damaging impacts on relationship and self-indulgent, self excessive focus on personal desires and pleasure, potentially leading to unhealthy habits. Self-isolating, pushing others away through self-centered behavior and becoming isolated from social circles. Self-righteousness, believing personal opinions are always correct and not considering the Others' perspective, stage four. Resistant to change and self-improvement, self-justifying. Rationalizing behaviors and decisions, even when harmful and unfair to others. Self-defensive, overly sensitive to criticism. And reacting defensively when confronted. And stage five, self-destruction. Amen. That's the danger of self-idolatry. Whew. How many of you recognize some of these things in your life? Wave your hand. You have to be very careful. And what's the penalty of idolatry? 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither be neither the sexual immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. You know, have you ever wondered this? You know, I I I, I was walking and how many of you have ever apologized to God before? Come on, we apologize to God. But, but have you considered our prayer? Sometimes I tell God, God, I'm sorry. God, I'm sorry. God, I'm sorry. You know, sometimes that whole idea of sorry brings out the idea of you are sorry that you get caught. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Then there's a powerful prayer that we stop praying. You know what that prayer looks like? Let's look in the book of Psalms chapter 51, verse 1. Psalms chapter 51, verse 1. It goes like this. Have mercy upon me. Underline that. Have mercy upon Whatever happens to have mercy upon me. Amen. Oh, you know what? I'm not so bad. Lah. No, 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 no. When, when you understand that you've created an idol, the natural response is you need to say, have mercy upon me. Not, I'm sorry. Why? Why it carries a weight. You know, so many times we, we don't understand, you know, when, when we think of the word mercy, we think about the act of hold, withholding deserved punishment. You know, we, 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 we need to understand that, that our sin put Him on the cross. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. You know, I mean, like, like many of us, we, 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 I, I will say this uh, to my wife. I mean, I'm just telling you real time. I never say have mercy upon me. Too gravity, too, too, too much really. <laughs> so you know what I say? I'm sorry lah. Sorry for this. You also, <laughs> how many of you does that? <laughs> I mean, like you also, you know, I mean, <laughs> We, 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 we never pray or say that have mercy upon me because we don't think that the gravity of sin. And, and if we don't think, listen, I, I, I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad. Everybody say praise God. Wave at me. If we don't tell people that this is the penalty of sin is death, they will not appreciate grace. Listen very carefully to me. They keep on doing again because they don't understand that it was me that should die. And, 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 and they keep on repeating the same mistake over and over and over again because they still think about themselves. They, they say, I'm sorry to get themselves off the hook, where else they still don't understand. That's why sometimes when, when, when my children tell me, I'm sorry, do you know what you have just done? You pause for a moment, you help them understand, by failing this course, three months of my salary is gone. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that you make them feel guilty until they, they have no hope. Left. <laughs> Come on, everybody. But sometimes we, 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 we take away that gravity of, of that sin and, and they think that, that you know, we, 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 we try to ease it on them and they don't understand pardon. They think pardon is an easy thing. Amen. They, they keep on repeating the same mistake over and over and over again. And, and some people find it hard. Listen very carefully. Some people find it hard to say, Lord, have mercy upon me. Why? Number one, the fear of vulnerability. 
One reason people may hesitate to pray for mercy is the fear of vulnerability. When we ask the Lord for mercy, we are exposing our weakness and admitting that we are in need of His help. This can be intimidating and it requires us to let go of our self-sufficiency and trust in God's grace. However, the Bible encourages us to be open and honest with God about our needs. Psalms chapter 62, verse 8, Trust in Him at all times. You people, pour out your hearts to Him. For God is our refuge. Amen. You know what? You just say, God, have mercy upon me. You know, and, 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 and immediately when I say that, right, I feel like He takes care of me. Have mercy upon me. Rather than just trying to act tough, I'm sorry lah. I'm sorry lah. You know, sometimes we say, I'm sorry lah, but we've had obnoxious attitude. Is it enough of you telling me why well, I'm not good enough? As if I don't know. Ah. You, you're still not repentant lah. It, we need to pause from a Lord, have mercy ah. You understand, it's humility. And only when you humble yourself, God gives grace to the humble. Amen. I, I find myself walking my dog and I say, have mercy upon me, Lord. I've idolized this Milo, have mercy upon me. I've, I, I've idolized every good thing about my life and I've, I've, I've made them an idol because I, I, I get my validation over those things. But honestly, Lord, I, I don't consider my validation about my relationship with you. Have mercy upon me. I'm guilty as charged. Amen. Do you, you know what? The more vulnerable I become, God receive my weakness. I mean, let me give you an example. You say, Lord, I'm worried about my children. How many of you ever worry about your children? All the time. Leh. You know, they say once a parent, always a parent. So true. Leh. Brother David, you know, once, uh, even though they grow up already, you know, you still worry about them. Leh. Amen. I mean, you, and, and, you know, and, and, and I start praying, Lord, have mercy upon me. You know, I try to be their God. I try to pressure them to serve you. Have mercy upon me. And God spoke to my spirit so clearly. Don't you know that I love your children more than you love them? And when I learn how to cast my cares upon Him, I feel liberty instead of a compulsion. I feel liberty, you know. His righteousness covers me. Everybody say, praise the Lord. I, I'm, I'm telling God that I'm naked. I, 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 I have no power over their choices. And, 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 and Lord, instead of doing the big cover-up, praise you, hallelujah. Sometimes we pray, we think that five hallelujahs equals God answering our prayer. <laughs> you know, but, but I've learned to be broken, you know. And, and if God breaks me, it was good intention to help me to know how to cast all my cares. And when I cast all my cares upon Him, I no longer become a God. Amen. It's in your hands, Lord. Amen. That's why we fear being naked. Uh, yeah, come on. God wants to Cover us with His robe of righteousness so that fear don't control us. 
Amen. It's righteousness. Come on, everybody say the kingdom of God is what? Righteousness, peace, and joy. But if you're going to take up your self-righteousness, you're gone. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Then another reason why we fail to praise pride and self-reliance. Amen. Scripture tells us, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him and He will make your path straight. Amen. You know, sometimes we want to control. God says, if you control it, I will leave it. You cannot serve two master. Either you let it go or you deal with that situation on your own. Then number three, Oh, this is so important. The, the lack of awareness of our personal state in full state. Amen. Everybody say praise God. We don't see that we are, we, we are so blinded, so deceived that we are causing so much harm. Because you cannot even see the other person because you are so self-consumed, self-absorbed. You're blinded. Are, are you with me? You know, how many of you ever met people just self self exalt You did this and you still got the cheek to this, this? Yeah, what's wrong? What's wrong? self exalt We have to be very careful. Amen. Okay? Yeah, uh, again, you know, the Bible says, Romans chapter 3, verse 23. I, I love this scripture. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then we also misunderstand. Sometimes people do not want to pray this prayer because of the misception, misconception of, of God's character. They think that God is only interested in punishing us. Let me tell you something. If the Holy Spirit points something in your life, He says, I want to deal with it. I don't expect you to be your own saviour. I am your saviour. But before that, I got to address that issue. Amen. If I point it out, I can deal with it. You can't. If I point it out, there is hope. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Psalm chapter 103 verse 8, The Lord is compassionate, glorious, slow to anger, abounding in love. So what does it mean to pray, Lord have mercy? It means that we have sinned and deserve punishment. Everybody wave your hand at me. Lord, you're right. And there's consequences of sin. Amen. There is consequence of sin. Even though Jesus paid our sin, we cheapen grace when we act like we can do whatever we want. When we pray, Lord have mercy, is a sign to God that we see our sinfulness and repent. Amen. Number two, we realize our need for God. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You're getting quiet on me. I'm trying to kill. This is the way we destroy self-idolatry. Amen. I've worshipped my opinion. I've worshipped my feelings. I've worshipped. I've become so self-absorbed about my life. You know, Lord, I, I'm trying to take charge of my life. So again, we realize our need for God. We, we want others to respond mercifully when we ask for forgiveness, but we need God's mercy. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I'll give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. John chapter 10, verse 27 to 28. 
We must approach our Father with reverence and tenderness. God welcomes the prayer of His people. And Psalms are a model of personal prayer, but David doesn't demand anything. He acknowledges honestly against you. And you alone have I sinned. Amen. You know what, folks? You need to... Oh, you cannot say, my father, my mother, my grandfather, my... Let me tell you what I've discovered. 90% or 80%, okay, of who you are is basically on your own choice. Hello? You know what? Somebody may aggravate you, but you pull the trigger. You cannot go in the court of law. That guy made me pull the trigger. It won't hold. Who pulled the trigger? Did that guy aggravate you pull the trigger? No. You pull the trigger. Only you have I seen. When you start to look at your life and you see that, Lord, I place all these idols, I decorate them by doing this, buying accessories and this. Sometimes we do that. Ma. We buy some things and then after that, we buy something and you must buy more things. Ma. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You know, accessories. Like for instance, let me give you an example. I buy a dog. Buy a dog. Must buy leash, different kind of leash. Must buy slip leash, must buy choke chain, must buy a prong collar, everything I buy, all got accessories. And then I realized, oh my goodness, this thing controls me more than I control the dog. Then my wife will keep on scolding me, say, don't buy any more dog stuff. Then I stand outside the door at Amazon quickly. <laughs> you know, and I realized, my goodness, this thing control me. You know, I'm not saying that you, it, it, uh, uh, don't worry, I will not throw Milo outside the door and say that, oh, a border collie found knocked down by a car somewhere in Woodlands. <laughs> I won't do that. But I will put him in the rightful position. Amen. You know what? God's, God, God wants you to be blessed. Wave your hand. Everybody say, Amen. But it is you who determine who takes up your time. Everybody say praise God. Uh, number four, sorry. Uh, mercy, mercy is painful. Perch me with his up. David cried in Psalms chapter 51 verse 7. The Lord heals his people by a refining process and that is sometimes, palm, that is sometimes violent and sudden. Amen. You know, it's a spiritual equivalent to having your stomach pumped to remove poison. Don't be surprised if when you pray, Lord have mercy, you have already received through Jesus the joy of forgiveness is joined by a period of suffering as you face the refiner's fire. You say, God, you know, have mercy upon me. Maybe it takes a while for you to understand the gravity of your sin. And God will let you pay the consequences and you realize the pain that's involved. You see the devastation of your... It may be something that you are unfaithful about and then you realize that it's the purging process. It's pushing the poison out of you so that you won't have to do this again. You know, God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, you will reap. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise God. And number five, we remember that, yeah, most important when we say have mercy, remember that Christ took the wrath we deserve. The price has been paid. Amen. The Father is merciful. We can't ignore sin. Let's be clear about that. But praying Lord have mercy doesn't mean we think God might change His mind and condemn authentic believers 
Jesus must come back and die for us. But if we just keep, skip over, you know, and, and think that, oh, oh, it's so simple. Remember this, every one of your sin, Jesus paid the price for all that. Amen. Stop putting Jesus on the cross over and over and over again. Amen. Grace is free, but it's not cheap. Just imagine, you putting your wife in the cross. I mean, if, if let's say, you know, you keep on doing this to your wife. Like, you keep on doing this, traumatizing your wife. Like. That's not right. We don't put Jesus on the cross again and again and again. Have mercy. Take this out of me. Take this poison out of me that I can put you first in my life. That's what it's really all talking about because folks, hear me now. You know, in order for us to destroy that self-idolatry, you know, again, I, I'm just as candid as I can. You know, it is so true that, that you want to destroy this self. You need to understand what sin does. Amen. I wish I can talk about this a little bit more. You know, yes, I know that we are all forgiven. Everybody say, praise the Lord. But somebody paid a price. It's not just one time he died. He died over and over and over. Everybody say praise God. Until we recognize this. I say this again. If you can deal with self, the rest is a piece of cake because self comes with a bunch of idols. The root of the root of all evil is the love of money. Why? Because the self wants to gain control. By having more money, they have control. Amen. So what do we do? Jesus said it very clearly in the epistles, mortify your flesh. Amen. Because when you worship yourself, it will lead to 13 damaging things that I've illustrated to you. Amen. And our job, listen very carefully, our job as parents, in a nutshell, is to make disciples. Everybody say amen. Because if they follow after Jesus, Jesus will take care of them. Amen. Amen. You see, how are we going to live? You know, I was typing uh, an article. You know, I'm just studying articles. How do we preserve the legacy? How do I make sure that A.V. serves the Lord with all her heart? That make Jesus... I, I'm looking for answers like that. Amen. Because when I'm, I'm dead and gone, I'm not there to chase them. But what can I do? First of all, you shall have no other gods before me. You should not make any graven image. And I have to start to do it there in my heart. God, you have to be the center of my life. Amen. I'll tell you one thing, no. Being the, when God becomes the center of your life, it's a scary thing, though. You say, what do you mean? Yeah, when he, when, when, when he becomes center, your friends, you will change your friends. Because you know why? You are going this way. They may be going elsewhere. Okay? 
And, and the hardest part sometimes, and the crucial part that I want to bring is sometimes it, it's your family that is the hard part. Everybody say, praise God. Come on, are, are you with me? You, you know what I'm talking about? That's why, you know, I always have this scripture. He says that, you know, uh, 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 if you don't love less of your father and mother, you can be no disciples of me. <laughs> I was like, huh? Wow, that sounds pretty hard. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because they are not moving in the same direction as you. Amen. I'm not asking you to say that as, as a justification for you to hate your parents. But there are times there's a priority shift. Amen. That you feel closer to the one that's moving in the same direction. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Wave your hand at me. Like, like you feel like there is a group of people that, that has made heaven their home. And that is my eternal family. I, there are things that I want to share with my own family that I cannot afraid of misunderstanding. Amen. But the key to revival is you put God first in your life and God will take care of all these things. Everybody say praise God. You know, I, I wonder whether some of you today when you come, you know, after you hear the word of God today, you know, have you seen some idols in your life? Amen. For me, when I did this message, right, I start to look at my own life. Good things. Don't look at all the bad things. Look at all the good things. And I realized that I have quite a lot of idols. Why don't we all stand? And here's what I want us to do. I, 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 I do not want us to say, I'm sorry. <laughs> what do you think that pastor wants you to pray? Have mercy upon me. Everybody say praise God. Is this okay? Amen. Father, we sense your presence here in this place. Father, we thank you that you're speaking to us today. We thank you, Lord. First of all, God, I ask that you have mercy upon me because I have never given you the glory. And somehow or other, God, I have let good things become my focal point. God, whether it's the good things of enjoying relationship, whether it's the good things, Lord, of the feelings of love, the feelings of acceptance, the feeling, God, that when I go home, God, there is a home. And having a wife. And Father, I just come before you right now. I thank you for those feelings because you are the author and the finisher of our faith. You, every good thing comes from above. Come on, can we just thank the Lord? I, I don't deserve, Lord, your goodness. So I'm asking you, God, to have mercy upon me. Come on, have mercy upon me, God. I've sinned and to you have I seen. I've directed my worship not on you, but I've directed to worship on myself. Have mercy, Father. Lord, everything that, that when I think about God has always got to do with the 
what am I going to be benefiting after I do this, God? Lord, and I've never considered you at all, God. I've never considered, Lord, your thoughts towards me. I've never considered you. Has always been faithful when I'm not, Lord. You've always been merciful. You've always been there. You've been a faithful God to me, God. And sometimes, God, I unknowingly, God, allow you to be outside of my heart when you are knocking in my heart, saying that you want in in my life, Father. Lord, we want to give you the glory. Come on. Can we do that right now? We want to give you the glory, God, right now. Can we just ask God to help us right now for a moment? Lord, we want you to have the glory. Every good thing comes from above, Father. Help us be more mindful, God, about you, Jesus. Not, not just self-centered, oh God. Lord, again, I, 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 I refuse to allow myself, Lord, to be the object of my worship because God... I'll end up, Lord. I'll end up, God. God, lost. Lost with my needs. Lost with my thoughts, Lord. Again, Jesus, help us right now. Have mercy right now. God, I'm asking you, Jesus, Lord, to have mercy upon me. Cleanse me today. Redirect my passion to you. Lord, let me enthrone you as the Lord of my life one more time. God, today's service was so God, right now, God, where Lord, when Bong, uh, when Blow talks about the King, Lord, when 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 the music talks about Lord enthroned you as King, God, there's no rival. So, Father, today, have mercy upon me. I have idolized things around me. I am guilty, and to you, I have sinned against you. So. Cleanse me, Father. Can, can we do that right now? Cleanse me, Lord. Lord, purify my heart so that I can have a heart of worship. I give you my idols today, Father. Right? I give you my concern today. And I direct God my attention to you, Jesus. I have sinned. So Lord, I'm asking you to cleanse all of us here in this place. Lord, begin to cleanse us from our minds. Begin to cleanse our hearts, Lord, right now. Begin to cleanse, God, our focus, God, right now, God. And only you I have worshipped. I will worship you with all my heart. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's, let's, let's thank God for His cleansing power. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you honor. Amen. Amen. So what's the key? Give God the glory. Every good gift comes from what? Above. Every time you feel something good, you say, Lord, I give you the glory. You know, remember the story of David? How many of you remember the story of David? He longed for that water. You know, that, that, that fresh water in Jerusalem, right? Bethlehem, right? Bethlehem. And, 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 and he just make, oh, if only I can 
have this water. I don't know what's so strange about this water. It must be very good water. It must be Perrier or something like that. You know, and, and he just let his request be known to his soldiers. And the soldiers went undercover. Cops. They went and, 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 and took that water. And, 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 and finally, they came back saying, King, here's that water. Do you know what David did? He did not take it for granted. He poured it as a love offering to God. Amen. And likewise, every good thing that we receive today, let's give it back to Him. Amen. Let's give it back to Him. Father, we give it back to You, Jesus. The, the very fact, God, I have a mom, I have a, I have, Lord, godly hair, I give it back to You, Jesus, God. I, I thank You for family members, God. I thank You. Amen. I thank you, God, that I'm here in this place. I give you honor. I give you praise. I thank you for my brothers and sisters, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Before I close, I, I just want to let you know that if you are sick and you have a friend that is sick, you know, we have printed 1,000 of this prayer cloth. We prayed for it already. You know, and if you want to, you know, you can have it. The ambassadors are there. Just wave your hand. You know, if you are praying for someone who is lost, I know of people that have done this. They put this under the pillow and say, God, this is my substance of my prayer. This is the, the substance of my faith. Amen. You know, this is available. You know, I do not know whether I have for everybody, but if you need something like this, if, if you need someone you know that is sick, just give them this. The church has prayed for it. And, and, and this is an element of our faith in prayer that God will answer your prayer just take on this come on everybody say praise the Lord you know again there is power when faith is released let's, let's give God praise all over this place Father we give you honour we give you praise Amen turn to your neighbour on the left and the right say it's so good to have you in the house of the Lord